0: Welcome to Healthy Vision Talk Radio, the podcast for people in search of a physician with alternative solutions for their eye problems. From the best-selling, award-winning, world's only homeopathic ophthalmologist, here's your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat. This is Dr. Edward Kondrat, and welcome to this special webinar entitled Watergate of Eye Care, The Misrepresentations of Injections for Wet Macular Degeneration. And I want to thank all of you so much for joining me on this very important webinar. I'd like to make a disclaimer. Wet macular degeneration is a very serious problem. And I think that you need to be informed of all of your treatment options, both conventional Western medicine and alternative therapies. Please don't be bullied into injections. Make sure you understand all the facts and you know the alternative treatments. This webinar is not a substitute for medical advice. If you do have wet macular degeneration, you need to be under the care of an experienced eye specialist. And I do highly recommend you get a second opinion and even a third opinion. It is your eyes and your vision and your health. It's a picture of our Wellness Center in Florida. This is where we hold our special Condrat program, where we hold our one-week treatment programs and also our two-day educational workshops on getting started with microcurrent. According to the Archives of Ophthalmology, age-related macular degeneration affects more than 1.75 million individuals in the United States, and, this number will increase to almost 3 million by 2020. There are 200,000 new cases of wet macular degeneration that are diagnosed each year in North America. Here we see the changes in macular degeneration. On the left is a normal looking macula. And on the right, we see some changes that occur in macular degeneration. And in wet macular degeneration, there's leakage and hemorrhage. This is where the process begins. Because of lack of oxygenation, decrease in circulation, new blood vessels begin to grow. This is the choroid, very vascular structure of the eye. And new blood vessels grow into the retina. This is the retina, the neurosensory area. And when they grow into the retina, they have a tendency to leak and bleed because these new blood vessels are very fragile. This is one of the earliest changes in macular degeneration, it's called drusen, accumulation of waste products that are deposited and they cause a weakening and a decrease in oxygenation, which then causes these new blood vessels to grow and to bleed like this. And this is a massive bleed in the back of the eye. I believe that injections are not your best option. This is based on over 35 years of practicing ophthalmology. Injections are not your best option. They might be necessary at times, but I really hope that all of you will consider alternative therapies as your first line of treatment. Let's look at the facts. And I think these facts will speak for themselves. First, we have to understand what is VEGF, VEGF, which is Vascular Endothelial Growth Factor. This is a chemical signal that stimulates angiogenesis. Angiogenesis means new blood vessels in a variety of diseases, especially cancer, and in wet macular degeneration. These new blood vessels are very fragile and have a tendency to bleed. Um, umid. Avastin was the first ophthalmic anti-VEGF drug approved by the FDA in 2004. And this targets a specific type of protein thought to cause the abnormal blood vessel growth. Uh, Avastin currently has FDA approval for treatment of metastatic colorectal cancer, but not for macular degeneration. So eye doctors are using Avastin off-label to treat these new blood vessel growths in the back of the eye. Let's compare Avastin versus Lucentis. Uh, Lucentis, ranibizumab, trade name Lucentis, Lucentis is an anti-angiogenic that has been approved to treat wet macular degeneration. Its effectiveness is similar to that of Avastin, but the incidence of side effects appear to be less than Avastin. But the cost is higher. Typically, the cost of Lucentis is $2,000 a dose, while the equivalent dose of Avastin typically costs, costs $50. Now, it's interesting. There have been some large clinical trials which randomize patient, patients. And by randomize, uh, patients will either get um, the actual injection or they'll get a placebo, which is nothing. And the study showed that 95% of ranibizumab treated patients maintained visual acuity, compared with 62% that were administered a placebo. So it's kind of interesting, over half of patients, if they don't get anything, will maintain vision. But 95% of those treated will maintain vision. So It's interesting how they defined maintaining vision. So vision, maintenance, and loss were defined a loss of less than 15 letters. My goodness, 15 letters is three lines on the eye chart. In other words, you could lose three lines on the eye chart and according to this study, still be defined as having stable vision. To me, I don't think this is a very good study. There was another study done Comparison of Age-Related Macular Degeneration Treatments Trial, the CAT trial. This was published in New England Journal of Medicine. This trial showed that the two drugs, Avastin and Lucentis, had equivalent effects on uh, measurements on visual acuity, but serious adverse events were more common with the Avastin or umid arm of the trial. Now we have to look at the cost. Adding injection costs, the total cost of treatments for two years can exceed $50,000 for one eye. So if someone has two eyes, that can be over $100,000 for two years of treatment. It's recommended that the injections be given every four to six weeks, but many ophthalmologists are increasing the time between treatments to observe patients closely with eye treatment once they feel it is safe. Let's look at the dark side of the anti-VEGF story. I'm gonna talk about manipulation of study data, systemic side effects, ocular side effects, and payoffs and bribes. As I mentioned, the dark side is the manipulation of study data. I can't believe you can lose 15 letters on the eye chart and it's still defined as stable vision. If I have a patient that even loses two or three letters on the eye chart, I consider that a failure when I'm doing alternative treatments. Systemic side effects have been reported. Thromboembolic events, such as a stroke, myocardial infarction and angina, gastrointestinal perforation, a bleeding ulcer, hemorrhage, hypertensive crisis, congestive heart failure and neutropenic sepsis. And neutropenic sepsis means there's loss of white blood cells, which leads to a systemic infection. All these are very serious systemic side effects. And as an alternative doctor, I believe that no matter what treatment you institute, it should have no or extremely minimal side effects. The FDA has stated that Avastin, when used to treat cancer patients has been shown to increase the risk of stroke and heart attack. Patients who are receiving blood thinning agents like aspirin must be precluded from using Avastin. And of course the use of aspirin brings up a whole nother issue that I believe the use of aspirin is actually contributing to the incidence of wet macular degeneration. So those of you that are taking aspirin, I would consult with your doctor, is it absolutely necessary? Let's look at the ocular side effects. Endophthalmitis can occur. Severe infection, which usually leads to blindness. You can develop a retinal detachment with these injections. Glaucoma can develop, cataract, and more recently, a shocking study was reported to show that retinal atrophy is a very common occurrence after repeated injections of these agents. A team of researchers led by Dr. Grunwald at the University of Pennsylvania published a study of over a thousand cat patients whose color fundus photos or fluorescein angiograms show no visible signs of geographic atrophy at enrollment. After two years, the researchers found that geographic atrophy, retinal atrophy, had developed in 187 patients, or 18.3% of those being studied. That's close to one out of five patients. One out of five patients, 20% incidence of developing this serious, serious complication. On the left, we see an eye that has some areas of bleeding in the center, classic for wet macular degeneration. And after injections, you see death of retinal cells, atrophy. Now, we also have payoffs involved. New York Times has revealed a secret rebate program, which Lucentis's manufacturer Roche has recently started, offering physicians financial inducements, about $60 per dose. So many retinal specialists perform over a 1,000 injections a year, and some perform far more. Therefore, you can see that there is a financial incentive Are they looking out for your best interest or is this a financial incentive to uh, institute these injections? So let's look at alternative treatments. Number one, there's no systemic side effects. Very, very little. No ocular side effects, these treatments are safe. There hasn't been any study data manipulation and there's no kickback from big pharma because Big Pharma does not own these therapies. So patients uh, often ask me, well, Dr. Conrad, if they work so well, why haven't you published your data? Well, I have. Recently, in Alternative Therapies in Health and Disease, a peer reviewed journal has accepted, and this will be published, a review of 152 patients that I've treated using alternative therapies over a three-day time period. And I'm very excited about this because I hope that this will open the eyes of other eye doctors that these therapies do have a role. So let's look at my results. Acuity improvement in these 152 patients. And you can see that the majority of patients, 92%, had some improvement of vision. Some of them had 10 letters or more, two lines, 15%, one line, 54%. 54%. So greater than half, 69% had greater than one-line improvement. This is after three days of treatment. And I'm now looking at long-term studies, uh, six months in a year, and I hope to be publishing that. So let's look at wet macular degeneration. You're probably asking me, do these therapies work for wet? So this is the results for wet. Uh, one to two lines, two lines are greater, 8%, 10% of patients had two lines or greater. One to two lines, greater than 10%, less than one line, 20. So you can see that um, the majority of patients had an amazing change of acuity. Um, so the average change was 6.4 letters. There was also an improvement of contrast in these patients. And no one lost vision. No one lost vision in this study. I also looked at diabetic retinopathy, which is a type of wet macular degeneration and the Lucentis and Avicen are being used to treat the wet macular degeneration. And in this group, it was a small group, only three patients, six eyes. The average acuity change was 7.8, almost eight letters, which is two lines. No one lost vision so what treatments did i use during this three-day treatment program Uh, homeopathy was used microcurrent light therapy pulse electromagnetic field iv nutrition oxidative treatments and chelation therapy i like to talk about a hierarchy of healing modalities as a homeopathic ophthalmologist i like the homeopathic approach homeopathy seems to treat the informational field, the underlying cause. I also use light and sound therapies, microcurrent and pulse electromagnetic field. Also, I feel that nutrition is important and functional medicine, which is IV nutrition. Then we get into the petrochemical pharmacy, which is the lower end of the hierarchy. And last is the surgery. I try to avoid the petrochemical pharmacy and surgery for a number of reasons. One, I feel that they don't treat the underlying cause and because of the toxic side effects. Petrochemical pharmacy, such as Avastin and Lucentis and surgery go against the laws of healing. And I'll talk a little bit about the two laws of healing that have stood the test of time in homeopathy. They also don't address the underlying problem. Uh, It's just a Band-Aid, and certainly it doesn't cure the condition, and they cause suppression of disease. By suppression, I mean the disease is pushed deeper into the body and more complications will develop, and I'll explain that later on. If you're interested more in my approach, I would recommend the 10 Essentials to Save Your Sight webinar. This goes into detail about the 10 essential elements that you need to practice to improve your vision. This webinar is given every week, and you can go to my website, and there's the link below to um, join this webinar. Also, I would encourage you to get a copy of my recent best-selling book, 10 Essentials to Save Your Sight. Both of these can be very, very helpful for you to understand more on what you need to do to improve your vision and save your sight. Four steps that all of you listening to this webinar should do. Number one, change your diet. Improve hydration, reduce stress, and remove heavy metals. And let's look at each one of these separately. I'm a big advocate of what I call the 70-30 diet. 70% of your diet should be organic, raw, or living food. There was a study done in the 40s to look at the nutritional value of different fruits and vegetables. And for an example, in the 1940s, the average serving of spinach had 158 milligrams of iron. More recently, an average serving of spinach was measured as having 2.2, 2.2, which is nothing. So our food may look great, but we're losing nutritional value because of our farming methods using fertilizers, pesticides, and we're not replenishing the soil. That's a reason why you should eat organic. There was a study done in Chicago that showed that five to tenfold more nutrition is in organic fruits and vegetables. And also, five to tenfold less toxic metals are in organic fruits and vegetables. So, both of these should be a big indication you need to eat organic. Now, why raw or living food? Heat destroys delicate protein structure. Also, there's a loss of amino acids and a loss of digestive enzymes. So our food does not have good nutritional properties when it's cooked, steamed, or heated. Favor raw or living food. This is a fun book. My friend, Chef Sal Montezinos, called Raw Alkaline Cuisine. Raw food can be fun, and at the same time, very nutritious. Avoid genetically modified food. GMO food is banned in Europe. Even in Mexico, they've banned banned genetically modified corn. But here in the United States, we have embraced GMO, many problems with GMO food. Uh, If you want more information, read the book, Seeds of Deception. Excellent book to talk about what is happening to our food supply. The bottom line is we're poisoning ourselves with these genetically modified organisms. Avoid corn and high fructose corn syrup. Corn is a not a true source of sugar. It is shunted more towards fat storage. And there are levels of mercury in some of the high processed, high fructose corn syrup. When I traveled through Europe, you cannot find high fructose corn syrup. Um, Genetically modified corn is banned in Europe. You need to look at a more natural sweetener. Uh, avoid high fructose corn syrup. Second item is proper hydration. A great book, Your Body's Many Cries for Water written by Dr. Batman Jaldi, fills that many chronic diseases that we have is related to poor hydration and dehydration. Hydration is essential to remove toxins from the body and for cellular function. I recommend that you drink one half of your body weight in ounces of water. So the question is, where are we going to find a good source of water? We know the dangers of public water. We know that pharmaceuticals are not found in water. And even now it's dangerous to drink things out of a plastic bottle uh, because of the phthalates and benzenes that are leaking into the water. So I'm a believer that reverse osmosis may be the best way to handle this. You can buy a reverse osmosis a machine, get it installed under your kitchen sink, and use this strictly for your drinking water. Reduce stress. The longer I practice alternative medicine, the more I'm convinced that you need to reduce your stress. There's a fight or flight response, and we're in this state. Our body will not heal. It's called the sympathetic state. where The grizzly bear is chasing you as the analogy. Your pupils are dilated. Your heart's racing. You're breathing fast. Your digestive processes slow. And your healing processes slow or stop. So if you're in a stress state, forget it. Your body's not going to heal. So we need ways to reduce stress. Physical exercise is helpful. Meditation, prayer, positive affirmations. And we use microcurrent therapies and light therapies as a mechanism to quickly balance the autonomic nervous system and reduce stress. And one of the primary treatments that I believe in is doing therapies that can balance the autonomic nervous system and induce a state of relaxation so your body can naturally heal. Number four, remove heavy metals. I believe that heavy metal toxicity is a contributing factor in all chronic eye disease. And you need to be tested by a six hour urine test. A simple blood test or urine test will not work because these heavy metals are locked into your bone, your muscle, your fat, your eye, and your brain. You need something to make them soluble and then collect them. And it's called a six hour urine challenge test. This is an example of the test very commonly I see elevations of lead, that's PB right here, in just about every eye patient I see. How do we treat this? Chelation, using a mixture of EDTA, ethylene diamine tetraacetic acid. It's a molecule that binds these heavy metals, makes them soluble, and removes them from your body. You can do chelation intravenously, rectally, topically, or orally. You need to consult with an alternative doctor to find the best way for you. There was recently uh, the tax study, trial to assess chelation therapy. This was a five-year, $30 million study sponsored by the National Institute of Health. They studied 1700 high-risk cardiac patients. And at the end of the five years, there was 26% fewer heart attacks, 26%, 38% fewer in the diabetes subset. Now, they didn't look at eye problems, but if you're improving the cardiovascular system, I guarantee you're you're also improving the vascular system to the eye. And every patient I see that undergoes chelation therapy will have an improvement of their vision. So this is something very important to consider, especially if you have diabetes and especially if you have heavy metals in your body. Now, let's talk about homeopathy and the homeopathic approach to treating disease, because this is a big part of my practice. Who was the first homeopath? And most of you will say Samuel Hahnemann, but you're wrong. It was Moses. This is from the Bible, Exodus 32:20, And he took the calf which they had made and burnt it in the fire, ground it into powder and stewed it upon the water and made the children of Israel drink it. Well, this is how we make our homeopathic remedies. We burn it, we grind it into powder, we put it into water, and we drink it. Now, it's interesting, in homeopathy, gold, the calf was made from gold, is a remedy used to treat depression and despair. So I think Moses had the right remedy, because at that time, the children of Israel did have depression and despair. Homeopathy is based on certain laws. And I believe that using the homeopathic approach, chronic disease can be reversed and cured. I'm convinced because I see it all the time. Chronic disease, and I'll repeat that, can be reversed and cured. Contrary to what you might hear from traditional doctors, nothing can be done. Homeopathy is based on certain principles. One of them is respecting the wisdom of the body. If you believe our body is made in the likeness of God, then I would think that our body has a wisdom. When we do develop symptoms, it's because our body needs these symptoms to maintain a balance or homeostasis. So there are two laws I'm going to talk about, the law of similars and hearing's law. The law of similars states a substance that causes symptom in a healthy person will cure this symptom in a diseased state. Example, belladonna produces a fever redness in the face and throbbing headache so if somebody has these symptoms homeopathic belladonna will cure those symptoms when i had severe adult onset asthma and i almost died twice i was taking three petrochemical drugs that were maintaining my breathing and my pulmonary specialist said make sure you take these medicines every day if you don't you're going to die i was miserable homeopathy cured me of my asthma. And I took a homeopathic remedy that actually caused causes asthma. This is based on a law of similars. So if the body needs to have a certain symptom, in homeopathy, we believe let's help the body by giving it something which produces those same symptoms. For example, when you're peeling an onion, you get watery eyes. Well, homeopathic allium sepa, the homeopathic onion will treat watery eyes. If you get bit by a bumblebee, you will have marked redness and swelling and burning. So if you have redness and swelling and burning in your eye, um, the homeopathic bumblebee or Apis mellifica is the treatment. Uh, There's a rattlesnake at the bottom. The rattlesnake, when you're bit by a rattlesnake, you get internal hemorrhage and bleeding. And we use this often for bleeding inside the eye. Now, hearing's law is how the body heals and how disease goes into the body. Um, The body heals in a specific direction, inside outwards. So many times, disease will lead the body, you'll have a discharge, a rash. And it also heals more important organs to less important organs. And a reverse order of disease. So this is important to understand because if disease is not treated properly, Diseases push pushed deeper into the body. For example, a child that has eczema, if it's treated with steroids, the steroids push the disease deeper into the body and asthma may result. If you have wet macular degeneration, you're getting injections, it pushes the disease deeper into the body and you may get a more serious problem or complication. So these injections push the disease uh, into the body And it goes against hearing's law, which is a fundamental law of homeopathy. And also the injections do not look at the underlying problem. So homeopathic evaluation looks not only at your eye problem, but it looks at other diseases and physical problems and your mental and emotional state. So in homeopathy, we treat the whole person. So if I treat 100 people with wet macular degeneration, each one may require a different homeopathic remedy. Now let's look at microcurrent. May 25th of this year, New York Times Magazine featured an article on the body electric. And this was all about microcurrent, how wonderful microcurrent has the potential to be, how it is curing arthritis and treating depression and various ailments. So this was very exciting that the mainstream press is beginning to recognize microcurrent. Uh, Robert Becker, who's an orthopedic surgeon, wrote the book called Body Electric, and he's a pioneer in the field of regeneration in a relationship to electrical currents in living things, and he conducted many experiments showing how regeneration occurs with an electrical current. If you block the electrical current, regeneration will not occur. Simply put, Disease is a lack of electrons. We've heard of alkaline pH. Uh, We need an alkaline pH because it's an electron-rich pH, which indicates health. An acidic pH is a deficiency in electrons. And it's an environment which indicates disease. And I believe that electrons are lacking in any disease state. So if you do have wet macular degeneration, part of the problem is lack of energy and lack of electrons, which indicate health. I was introduced to microcurrent through the great golfer, Sam Sneed. I was really intrigued when I read an article over 15 years ago that he was cured of macular degeneration with microcurrent. And that's when I began using microcurrent in my practice. Microcurrent came to a test. My wife and I did the 500 mile Camino de Santiago pilgrimage. It's a 500 mile uh, walk in Northern Spain. Uh, a wonderful experience. Uh, if you're interested in learning more, the movie The Way is a great movie uh, filled of stars. I've interviewed Father Kevin Cod, and we also kept a blog, which you can read about our adventure. And this is some of the territory, beautiful countryside. But, of course, you're walking 15 to 20 miles every day. And at the age of 65, my body was sore and microcurrent came to the rescue. Here's me using microcurrent on my sore feet. And also I use microcurrent running it through my whole body to help reduce inflammation. So I have to credit microcurrent to helping me succeed. Oh, and incidentally, my wife and I, we did this uh, Camino de Santiago to raise awareness of alternative treatments for macular degeneration. And many of you supported us financially and spiritually during this pilgrimage. So I wanna thank all of you that contributed to our cause. This is a book I wrote, Microcurrent Stimulation Miracle Eye Cure. This was published in the year 2000, uh, 14 years ago to help alert the medical profession that microcurrent is a viable alternative to treating eye problems. So what can microcurrent do? Well, it improves blood flow, stimulates cellular activity, removes scar tissue, reduces inflammation, has a neuroprotective effect. And these are hun- there's hundreds of articles published that show that microcurrent does these things. So it's obvious that if you're doing these things, it is going to help the state of your eye. This was a landmark study done by the Korean researcher, Dr. Cheng. It was published in Clinical Orthopedics and Related Research. And he he looked at different levels of current and he found that low levels of current between 50 and 500 microamps will cause an increase in mitochondrial activity and an increase in ATP levels. In other words, he's stimulating cellular activity as high as 500%. That's phenomenal. But I have to underline this comment that I'm making that he found that if the current is greater than 500 microamps, it can cause a decrease in cellular activity. So you really have to be careful with some of the inexpensive microcurrent machines that you buy on eBay for 80 to $100. They have high levels of current and these machines are called TENS machines. The high levels of currents can block cellular impulses. They're good for treating pain but they're not good for regenerating the eye. So word of caution, you want low level microcurrent machines. Microcurrent also balances the autonomic nervous system, can treat neuropathies, treat depression, helps detoxify the body, and it has been shown to stimulate stem cells. Microcurrent has been demonstrated to lower intraocular pressure, reverse macular degeneration, It's a big use in facial rejuvenation and correcting musculoskeletal problems. Many, many applications for microcurrent. I'm using a technique called frequency-specific. Every tissue has a unique frequency or vibration. And so by adjusting the microcurrent to a certain frequency, we match this resonance of the microcurrent with the tissue and we have a, a certain harmony, much like if you get two tuning forks and they're vibrating at the same frequency or note, you will have harmony support to tissue. This is how we administer microcurrent to the eye via a electroconductive glove wrapped in a washcloth. And this goes over the eye. It's a very painless, there's no pain at all. It's a 30 minute procedure that delivers the microcurrent energy to the eye. We also use microcurrent to treat the body. This is my niece, uh, Kristen, holding microcurrent gloves in her hand, delivering a current to help reduce stress and help detoxify the body. can also deliver microcurrent over the abdomen for detoxification and stress reduction. So these are some important factors when considering a microcurrent machine. You need to look at the quality of the current. There's some reports that a dirty current uh, can cause problems, so it's the quality of the current, the level of the current. I mentioned that we want to use very low-level currents. Frequency is the vibration to match the tissue. Also, the duration of the treatment is important, and the location of the treatment, because sometimes we can use acupuncture points to treat um, the eye, and the location is a factor. And the bottom line is microcurrent should be done under a doctor's supervision for best results. I would highly encourage you to find a doctor that is knowledgeable with microcurrent and can guide you. When not to use microcurrent, a pacemaker, seizure disorders, sight-threatening conditions when surgery or medical care will have a better outcome. And as an ophthalmologist, board-certified ophthalmologist, uh, and a homeopathic doctor, I wear two hats. I understand that there are certain conditions where you need surgical intervention, such as a retinal detachment, severe uncontrolled glaucoma, optic neuritis associated with temporal arteritis, and in some cases of severe exudative or hemorrhagic maculopathy. Uh, but the majority of cases of wet macular degeneration can be treated with microcurrent. We also use light therapy. Light therapy also has a lot of beneficial effects on the body. It's a vibrational therapy that helps stimulate cellular activity and balance the autonomic nervous system. And this is kind of a a, a physiological balance here. The red is the sympathetic and the violet is the parasympathetic. And we use different patterns of light to help balance your body. Light acts therapeutically on the atomic level, cellular, hormonal, and autonomic. So it has a broad spectrum effect. So let's look at each one of these areas. On the cellular level, low level laser therapy has been shown to be beneficial in the treatment of macular degeneration and glaucoma. Ivandic, a researcher published uh, in the Journal of Phototherapy. It was published in Germany, uh, a large study using light to treat macular degeneration and glaucoma. It's also used to treat musculoskeletal injuries. It's used by dentists following uh, oral surgery to improve the rate of recovery. There's a Russian researcher, Dr. Tina Carew, demonstrated that there's no need for a coherent laser and that normal light is equally effective. And there's a photograph of myself and Dr. Carew. She published a book on the 10 lectures of basic science of laser phototherapy. Um, Light also stimulates the blood products. The choroid in the back of the eye is highly vascular. And by exposing the choroid to different wavelengths of light, we can have a therapeutic effect. It's very interesting because blood is composed of hemoglobin. And hemoglobin is very similar to chlorophyll. We know that in plants, chlorophyll is the main element to absorb ultraviolet light and produce a photochemical effect, which keeps the plant alive. And this is um, patients receiving light therapy in our office. And here's a comparison of hemoglobin and chlorophyll. Now, these molecules look almost identical. On the left is hemoglobin. And you could see in the center, there's an iron molecule. Chlorophyll has magnesium. So both of these molecules absorb light. And that's one of the mechanisms of light therapy. In fact, we are actually taking blood out of the person and radiating the blood with ultraviolet light and putting it back into the body. This is called ultraviolet blood irradiation. And this is a phenomenal way of putting uh, uh, healing energy energy into the body, which helps regeneration. I'm also using a device called the Delta Laser. Uh, This is a portable laser that has not only red infrared light, but it also has ultrasound and low levels of a magnetic field. And we're using this to treat eye problems. In addition, over the eye, we also treat the carotid. There's been a study to show that it improves oxygenation of the eye when treating the carotid. And we also use it to treat the long bones or the bones of the body to stimulate stem cells. So this is something that has been shown to be very valuable. We're also using oxidative therapies. Um, Oxidative therapies use ozone, which is a highly reactive form of oxygen. And we deliver it in many different methods, Uh, autohemotherapy, where it's mixed with blood. We do rectal insufflation. We do ozone eye drops, hydrogen peroxide, and ultraviolet light. There's been a lot of work done in Cuba, Dr. Silvia Mendenez, who's treated thousands of patients with macular degeneration using ozone. And she has published that over 90% of patients will have some improvement of their vision in terms of acuity and their visual field. So I briefly covered some of the alternative therapies that we're using, and I believe that alternative therapies are a better option they are a better option. I would suggest that you use alternative therapies for three months, and this is what I advise to all of my patients. If there's a progression of disease or a loss of vision, then I think you need to add injections to your treatment program. In some cases, both alternative treatments and injections are needed. And I have a few patients that are receiving both injections and alternative therapies. But it makes sense to me that if you're using alternative therapies, you are going to have better results if you do need the injections. So remember, I wear two hats. I'm that board certified ophthalmologist and homeopathic doctor. I want want what is best for you. And I believe that the alternative therapies are certainly a better option. If you are receiving injections with poor results, then certainly add alternative therapies. If you've lost vision and have retinal atrophy, I believe that these alternative treatments can help your retina to regenerate and help you to achieve a return of some of your vision that's lost. Obviously, we're not going to regenerate your eye and return it to 2020, but these alternative therapies can put life back into the eye and help the healing process and help the regeneration. So, I'd like to summarize the steps. Number one, change your diet. Number two, increase hydration, reduce stress, remove heavy metals using chelation, begin to use microcurrent and light therapies, and begin oxidative therapies. If you want more information on this, I would encourage you to get a copy of my book, The 10 Essentials to Save Your Sight. Now, we have various programs to help you in your quest for better vision. We have four ways to help you. We have the Comprehensive Condra Program, which is our signature program. We also have one-week treatment programs that are held at the Healing the Eye and Wellness Center. We have two-day program to begin microcurrent. We call this our Get Started with Microcurrent. Also, you can have a personal evaluation by me, uh, either in person at the Wellness Center, by telephone or Skype, and this evaluation will include reviewing your records, a homeopathic evaluation, and a treatment plan that is best suited for you. So the ConDRA program is our signature program. It's a one-year program. It includes two one-week evaluations and treatment sessions at the Wellness Center. We have our intro boot camp in the beginning of the program for one week. And then we have another week treatment program at six months. This program includes all of your microcurrent equipment, light therapy, and ozone equipment. It also includes all the vitamins you need for one year and includes all your follow-up visits for a a year. So this program is by far the most extensive and best program to help you if you're interested in reversing your eye problem and getting better vision. That's our Chondrod program. I'm pleased to announce that the CONDRA program is available through trained integrative doctors throughout the United States. We have doctors throughout the country. And for the list of doctors are on my website at healingtheeye.com. Treatment for each of you is tailored. I act as a coach working with the integrative doctors, personally reviewing each case, your records, and guiding them on the right treatment protocols but they administer the treatment. We also have one week treatment programs. Uh, You have a comprehensive evaluation. You have one week of treatments at the center using microcurrent, light therapy, energetic testing, and treatment. Our goal is to improve your vision and demonstrate to you that these treatments work. And the majority of people that do go through our one week program will have an improvement of vision. Then. If you're interested, you can purchase a microcurrent machine, light therapy devices, and ozone machine to continue your treatments at home. We also have our two-day Get Started with Microcurrent program. This is a two-day workshop to learn the basics of microcurrent. And after completion of the workshop, you can purchase either a 3, 5, or 10 program microcurrent machine. The machine will be customized for your eye condition. So this two-day workshop does not include the cost of the microcurrent machine, but this is a great way to get introduced to microcurrent and to purchase your own machine to begin helping your eye problem. So if you'd like more information, please contact the office. And I hope that all of you will get started now with some type of alternative treatment. Remember that uh, there are about 20 integrative doctors trained throughout the United States on doing the Chondra program and doing these techniques. So please, you can email us at info at healingtheeye.com for more information, or you can call the office at 352-588-0477. I wanna thank all of you so much for attending this webinar. And I look forward to working with you in the future to helping you to restore your vision. So this is Dr. Kondrat wishing all of you good health and clear vision. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. If you'd like to learn more about alternative eye treatments, access free reports, or subscribe to Dr. Kondrat's newsletter, visit us at healingtheeye.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please write a review. We love hearing from listeners. To hear more episodes about alternative eye treatments, click subscribe and download all of our previous shows. We wish you good health and clear vision.